Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm just going to chat with you for a little bit today about trying for things. So last week, I found myself in the elevator going up 108 stories at the Stratosphere in Las Vegas. Now, you may not be familiar with the Stratosphere in Las Vegas, but at the very end of the Las Vegas Strip, there is a hotel that has a space needle, kind of like Seattle or San Antonio or Toronto. It is a big, high platform that sits up on a really big stick, and it's called the Stratosphere. And it is, I believe, at its top uh, floor is 109 stories, and then it has maybe 110, and then the spindle that goes up beyond that. But about a decade ago, they added something called the Sky Jump to the Stratosphere on the 108th floor. Now, if you're a fan of the television show The Amazing Race, you have seen this before because when they went to Las Vegas several years ago on one of the seasons of The Amazing Race, they made the contestants jump off in what's called the sky jump. And it's not really a bungee jump because you're not on a bungee cord. It's sort of a free fall, but you leap off the top of the building and you fall and there's two wires that run from the top to the bottom, sort of in like an A-frame that give you tension so that when you land on the ground, you land as if you've just made a little hop. But at the top, you have to go to the edge of the building and you're in a harness and you're strapped into a safety cord, but you have to actually go to the edge of the building and jump. And I will tell you what, I'm not the kind of guy who is an adventure seeker. You wouldn't see me swimming with the sharks. Uh, You don't see me driving my car really fast around a track wearing a helmet or anything else that can cause bodily danger. But for some reason, while I was in Las Vegas to speak at a dental convention, I came up with the idea that I wanted to go and do the sky jump. Now, several years ago, I considered it and I thought you have to be crazy to leap off a perfectly good 108 story tower. Why in the world would anybody do that? But on this trip, I was inspired and it might go a lot uh, hand in hand with this whole conversation we've been having here on the podcast and elsewhere about reinvention and, you know, going for something new and trying new things. But I was pretty clear that I was going to do this. I finished my speech at six o'clock in the afternoon and I was on a red eye back to Texas at midnight. So I had six hours and I could either go out by myself to one of the fantastic restaurants that are in Las Vegas Or I could go and gamble for a few hours, and I like to play blackjack, and I like to play roulette. Or I could go and jump off the stratosphere. So I looked it up. I found out what it cost. I did not make a reservation. I figured if it was overcrowded on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday, I guess it was a Tuesday night, if it was overcrowded, maybe it was a Wednesday, then it was sort of a a sign that I wasn't supposed to go leaping off buildings. But I showed up at 7 o'clock, and lo and behold, there was a space in the 715 jump. So I did it. I paid my money. I went. They told me what to do. They gave me a little bit of instruction. They put me in a jumpsuit, and they took me in that elevator up to the top. And the next thing I knew, I found myself on the ledge outside of the observation deck, standing on a little blue platform. And the jump master said, three, two, one, jump. And I stood there with my hands holding on to the rail. And all I could think to say was, say it again. And again, he said, three, two, one, 
jump. And I would love to tell you that I did a perfect Superman swan dive right off the building, the way they had instructed me to do. But instead, I kind of went, and I sort of fell myself off the building. And all of a sudden, I found myself pseudo free falling down towards the ground. And I had actually paid to have the GoPro strapped to my arm so that I could watch the video. And at first, it is absolute terror. You actually see me going, ah, but about, I don't know, a third of the way down, I start sort of smiling and nodding. And it was nighttime. And I'm looking out over the beauty of all the lights that make up Las Vegas. And I continued to the ground. And all of a sudden, I'm laughing. And I'm going, this is all right. This is all right. And poof, I was on the ground. It was awesome. And I got to tell you, like I said, I am not the person who would do something like that. But I just convinced myself that on that day, at that time, I was going to do that. And I did that. And The secret thing is, I want to do it again the next time I'm in Vegas. Now, I probably wouldn't do it if I was there by myself, but if I was with a group of friends who were game, I would go and jump off the stratosphere again. And it's really exciting to share that with the audience because some of you know me and a lot of my friends saw the video on Facebook. And if you want to see the video, I put it on my YouTube channel and on my Facebook page and also on my blog. So you could just go to TomSinger.com and click through to my blog and look back to around, I don't know, September 19th or 20th, and you'll be able to find the video right there of me falling to the ground. I think the actual jump lasts 19 seconds from the 108th floor until I land on the ground. So, you know, I bring this up because sometimes we have to try new things. The other day, I took my daughter to an acting class, and it was both kids and adults, and I met Kevin. And actually, I'm going to have Kevin on the show in a couple of weeks, so you'll get a chance to hear his whole story. But Kevin is a teacher in San Antonio who last year was sitting around telling his students that they really need to think about what they want to do and and follow their dreams. Don't just, you know, go get a job, but, but follow their passions. And he has seventh grade students, and one of them raised their hand, and they asked him, are you following your dream? And he said he could have lied to him. He could have said, yes, I always dreamed about being a coach and a teacher. But he looked at his students, and he said, no. And they said, well, what did you want to do? And he said, I wanted to be an actor. And his students really harassed him about it. So over the summer, he looked into what would it take to really pursue professional acting. And so he went and got uh, an acting coach. He took his first class in August. And yesterday, he had a callback for a major television commercial just six weeks after his first acting class ever. He was a natural at it. It was something he always dreamed to do. And I got to watch him in this class last weekend, and he was really good. I mean, like really, really talented. And there's no way I would have believed his first acting class, much less having done any acting since high school theater, was only six weeks ago. So I want to have him on the show in a couple of weeks because he's exactly the type of person who I think when we talk about cool things entrepreneurs do, that's the cool type of thing. People who are saying, wait a minute, I'm on the wrong path. I got my ladder against the wrong wall. I want to go and pursue something else because I really believe that leaders do something. Being a leader, I'm not sure it's about having followers. I think being a leader is knowing where you're going and boldly going after that. And I would love to say that I had always done that, but my friend Dave, who's my business partner with New Year Publishing, told me the other day, I'm one of the only people he knows who actually does what he loves. And he gets really excited that I get to be a professional master of ceremonies and a speaker and that these companies continuously bring me back to speak to their teams and to uh, emcee their events. He said the fact that they keep bringing you back means you're good at it, and the fact that you love it so much means it's not a job. And so he said you, you went for it. 
Now, I didn't just go for it. It's not like I started doing this when I was a kid. I, I got a little push. I had a lot of support from people. But I really do believe that, that leaders lead and their followers will come. The people will come. It's like this podcast. I didn't have a lot of listeners when I started it, and all kinds of people questioned, why do you need to start a podcast? Everybody and their brother has a podcast. How come you're going to start a podcast? And now I have some loyal listeners. There's always some new listeners who come along, but I get the coolest emails from people who said that episode touched me in my heart, touched my soul. It's exactly what I needed to hear on that day. So if you have something that you want to do, don't worry if everybody's right behind you. Figure out what it is and go for it. And like Kevin, you don't have to quit your job. He's still a teacher. He's only been acting for six weeks. He's not making the kind of money to support his wife and his three children, but he's going for what he wants. And he's figured out a timeline of when he'll know if he has given it the old college try, if he's gone as far as he can go. And you know, I bet we're going to see Kevin in Hollywood And that's probably going to be the coolest thing to be able to say that we talk to him here on the show. So pay attention the next few weeks for when you see see the episode with the teacher gone actor because I think it's going to be an absolute fantastic, fantastic episode. But actions alone can't do it. You know, just because you take actions, things don't always work out. So just because Kevin goes off to become an actor or I went off to become a speaker or, or maybe start this podcast doesn't mean that success is going to follow every single time. But if you're not taking action, there's no way, there's no way that things can happen. You've got to be trying. You know, Michael Jordan had 25 at-the-buzzer shots that won the game for his team. 25 times, I think it was within the last like 10 or 15 seconds, he took the shot, swoosh, the game was won. But 29 times in his career, he took that game-winning shot and whoop, and the ball missed and the other team won. Now, Michael Jordan is celebrated because of all of those last-second buzzer wins that he created. But of all the times he tried it, it didn't happen more often than it did. Now, that is an amazing statistic to think about. Think about that. Michael Jordan tried things, and half the time it didn't work. But the half that did work made him the superstar that he was in the game of basketball. Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey had a job as a television anchor, and they basically fired her. Her boss, I believe, even told her, look, you're not going to make it in television. You don't, you don't have what it takes. And they moved her over to this little failing talk show. I believe this was in Baltimore, and it was like, good morning, Baltimore. And they said, here, just go over here till your contract runs out. And in turn, she turned that into one of the highest rated shows, and then she got hired to go to Chicago and take over Good Morning or AM Chicago. And the following year, it was named, renamed The Oprah Winfrey Show. And she's the most successful person probably ever in television. So think about that. You know, she went and tried it. Even though she'd gotten demoted, I'm sure that was like totally horrible and sucked, but she gave her hand at the talk show. And it turned out she found her followers. If anybody ever found her followers, it was Oprah Winfrey. And right now, at the time I'm recording this, it's still very, very early in the 2016 presidential election primaries, but Carly Fiorina is rising up right now in the Republican polls. Now, whether or not she's going to become the nominee, I don't know, and I am not in any way making this a political statement. But you know the interesting thing about Carly Fiorina is she has tried a whole lot of things. Carly Fiorina was fired in what might be the most public firing ever of a CEO from a Fortune 500 company, certainly one of the most public ones. And it was embarrassing, and she was pushed out. And yet, Carly Fiorina reinvented herself, 
and she came back and she ran for the Senate in California. And you know what? She lost that race. And along the way, she had her stepdaughter die from a drug overdose. And yet, she keeps picking herself up, learning, growing, and trying new things. And right now, she's trying her hand at the, at the presidency of the United States. Now, I'm not saying she's going to win, but she is certainly right now a contender on the list of far too many Republicans. She's near the top of that list. And if you listen to her, she knows what she's talking about. Now, you don't have to agree with her, but she certainly knows what she's talking about. And I think she's another example of somebody who didn't let failure make her go home and stick her head in the sand. She just found a new way to go out and lead. And that's what I want to challenge you to do when it comes to your career and your life. You can reinvent it. You can find a new way, even if it's something horrible has happened or disappointing or, or just a bummer. You can sit there and wallow in that, and, and you probably should. It's okay to, to sit and you know cry for a couple of days about something not going your way. But there comes a point when you have to say, what is it that I really want and what can I do to get myself there? If you're like me, you listen to podcasts to find inspiration. And I think I bring guests that bring really good inspiration. I love the people who I interview and I feel like I'm doing better in my career because of the people who we talk to here on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So if you're listening to this show, I assume it's that little piece of inspiration that you're seeking. And I believe we all should be looking for that inspiration and then taking it and trying to take some action, going out and trying new things. But we need to be prepared that it's not always going to work out. But along the way, we find ourselves. So you may not reach your goal, but you find yourself. And with that, you're able to go out and accomplish so much more. So there's a quote that I love. Actually, there's two quotes that I love that I'm going to leave you with on this episode. The first one is from Jim Rohn, the famous speaker and author. I think he's passed away three or four years ago. Jim Rohn said, success is not something you pursue. Success is something you attract by the person you become. Think about that. We all think success is, you know, getting a great job or, or, or winning a big contract or whatever, you know, we place, you know, on that pedestal of success. And we think that that goal is getting the success. But really, when we go out and we be the best that we can be, that success finds us. So what are you doing to attract success? And then my favorite quote, my favorite quote of all time comes from Teddy Roosevelt, and it's a long one. Sometimes when I'm on other podcasts, some of the people will ask me, Tom, what's your favorite quote? And I can't do this one because it would take up a long time on their podcast. But on my show, it's just me talking, so it's okay. And this is a famous quote. You've heard it before. It's from Teddy Roosevelt. And Teddy Roosevelt, former you know, president of the United States, he said, and this, the, the quote has been given a name. It's called The Man in the Arena. And he said, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. 
so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. I love that quote because at the end of the day, there are critics everywhere. There's always someone who's going to say, eh, I don't like his podcast or eh, he's, she's overrated. Well, you know what? Fine. What are they doing? When I wrote my first book, I was at a cocktail party and when I walked away, I heard this because by the way, anytime you say anything bad behind someone's back, somebody that you say it to will tell the other person. So I was in a little group of about four people. And when I walked away, the three others remained. And one of the people said, well, you know, his book is self-published. He actually owns part of New York Publishing. So it's not like a New York, New York publisher picked up his manuscript and published it. And one of the other two people in the conversation turned to this woman and said, how many books have you published? She looked flustered and she said, none. And he goes, after you've published one, that's probably a good time to be a critic. And he walked away. And apparently the woman was very upset. The third person in that conversation thought it was hysterical, immediately ran over to tell me everything that had transpired. But think about that. Why be a critic? Why be the person who undermines everybody else? Instead, be that person who's in the arena, trying to make something happen. And if you're not in the arena, be the person who is supporting the person who is. Find the person who is on a path and help them get there. Find a way to recommend somebody so that their product or service can be purchased by somebody else. I'll tell you, if you want to be noticed by somebody, the best way to do it is get them a client. But back to the whole idea of your business, and I think actually the more people you refer, the more clients you're going to find yourself because the more you refer others, the more they're going to refer you. But I do want to end, before I end, I do want to thank the sponsor of this episode, and that is, as always, Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure that you sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content and growing your audience. For a special offer for those of you who listen to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, visit podfly.net slash cool things. And if you're looking to be inspired... Listen to podcasts, not just mine. Listen to other podcasts. And when you're ready to inspire other people, call Podfly and start your own. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. The whole idea behind it is go and do something. Leaders lead by doing. Get out there and take action and try something new. Sometimes you just have to try new things. Like me, going up to the top of a 108-story building and leaping off, that inspired me. It scared the bejeebas out of me too, but it inspired me that I was able to do it. If I was able to do that, I certainly can do the things that promote my speaking career and that promote this podcast and continue to march forward, even on those days where I feel like I'm going to splat on the ground of my, around my career. I know that I can just jump and that there's a cable that's going to land me safely on the ground. So I hope this gave you that little bit of inspiration for today. We'll be back in a couple of days with a great interview with somebody cool. But in the meantime, you go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly passion for great sounding podcasts this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com